0: Welcome to Let's Talk Land, a weekly land education talk show devoted to learning about land and farms, buying and selling, and ownership, especially for real estate agents and realtors. Learn from the experts. Free land education, guys. Hi, my name's Lou Jewel. I'm an accredited land consultant with United Country Real Estate, Sutton Properties, along with my co-host this morning, Teresa Martin morning Teresa hello how are you I'm doing great yeah you ready for a good show ready for a good show like always yeah we got some great guys today you're gonna be impressed buying or selling homes or land or farms in western Piedmont North Carolina or southern Virginia just give us a shout guys we'll help you out our office is at 102 East Main Street next to BB&T Bank in downtown Pilot Mountain North Carolina our company website is www.allsuttonproperties.com. All of our shows are dedicated to the Realtors Land Institute staff and members. Their websites is www.rliland.com. If you're buying or selling land, you definitely want to work with someone that has experience. So uh, we have over 1,400 members uh, around the United States. So go to the website and find the closest one or give me a call or Teresa and we'll hook you up. We'd like to thank our sponsor today, LandHub.com. Buying or selling land, LandHub is the place to be. Just a program note Dr. Barbie's Ask the Doctor show will follow this show and air at 10 a.m. Dr. Barbie's got special music, Christmas music for you, so make sure you stay tuned. Hey, Teresa, our guest today is Jeff Norwood and Tom Peacock. Welcome, gentlemen.
1: Hey, thank you very much. Where
2: thank
0: are you guys calling from?
2: North Carolina, here in the western part of
0: the state. God's beautiful country up there. You're near the Cherokee Reservation, right? Yeah, that's right. Right up
2: here, button up against Smoky Mountain National
0: Park. Unbelievable. That's one of my favorite places. Used to go. Parents used to take us up there, uh, you know, the Unto Our Hills, the uh, Cherokee uh, tier f- program. And, you know, I got my little Indian headdress and a little bow and arrow. And, and, man, I was top stuff up there. So uh, uh, Yeah, had to get
2: you a pair of mock.
0: Yeah, I didn't. They, they, they couldn't afford it back then. We were, <laughs> my dad was in real estate. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we want to talk about a couple of things today, uh, a little bit about your background, but you guys are uh, own a Mossy Oak uh, franchise, and uh, one of my favorite franchises. I know most of the guys, at least here on the East Coast, and actually uh, quite a few of your uh, uh, fellow agents are members of Realtors Land Institute. So, uh, best of the best i tell you, you guys got a great group and then um you. jeff you've, you've had some experience in, in the timber market uh buying uh, timber and uh we've had foresters on our show and we've talked about that but you i want you to kind of help us out with a little bit different angle because a lot of people that do own land uh, when you know we talked a little bit you talked about having some billboards back years ago you got timber you need money back during the hard times and uh you know, people don't realize it, but um, they got some cash standing out there in their backyard or on their Ponderosa. So let me get you guys introduced a little bit here. Uh, Jeff's originally from a sprawling metropolis in Suligert. Is that how you spell it, Suligert?
2: That is It's uh, hard to pronounce. It's
0: Suligert, Alabama. Suligert, Alabama. Alabama, okay. Well, that's a, just a small town down there?
2: Yeah, a little bit of a joke there. It's uh,
0: out of maybe 2500 population okay well <laughs> that's twice as big as where i live <laughs> okay <laughs> but uh you got you've been in the real estate business for about 15 years you're a graduate from one of my favorite schools auburn university and uh the war eagles and uh you, you got a degree in forestry you're not a licensed or a certified forester but you do have a degree in forestry and combined with deep love in the outdoors with success of timber business and the real estate brokers that's a Great combination, and that's something I want to emphasize, too, uh, for those out there that uh, have real estate firms and specialize in land. You know, you need to have a forester on your team. I tell you, it kind of rounds it out for, for folks. And um, and Tom, is uh, uh, like a lot of folks in Western Carolina, you're originally from Florida, uh, where it feels like it's too hot to breathe outdoors. And I lived in Puerto Rico for about a year, so I understand what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Most of the year, air conditioning runs twenty four seven, but you um, used to take trips up into uh, and uh, and convinced Tom that he needed to make the move. Uh, Jeff did, after purchasing a small vacation cabin and seats, uh, Sukkot, You guys got some. Kola. You guys yeah. got some great names up there. It must be Indian Valley. Indian. Yeah. yeah back in two thousand and seven, and spending every minute that you could. You and your wife Susan, Tom, and your two daughters bought a. Eighteen eighties farmhouse and fifteen acres. Wow! Was it in pretty good shape, or did you have to renovate it? Uh,
1: well, we, well, you know, that's just, that's all relative. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. No inflation in that house. Tin roof, tin roof and stuff, but it was a it was a dream. So it was it was
0: fun. You still I have think. it? Do you still have the farmhouse and acreage? Yes.
1: yeah, we do. Okay, yeah, we love
0: it. And you got five chickens and two dogs and a horse and a cat. So you that's right that classifies you with uh, farm credit as a as a farm so uh you'll meet their requirements and 150 chestnut trees how was the crops this year
1: crop this year is pretty good um it it sort of varies from year to year and, and i've got to be honest with you, i didn't know nothing about chestnuts when we we bought that property but you know we did did our research and we sort of got it figured out and and um we now you know uh provide chestnuts to some breweries around around the area and they make chestnut uh beer and stuff which is pretty neat so yeah
0: it's just fun and i bet both of you guys are into a little hunting and fishing in that part of the world some of the best in the yeah. state
2: yeah this is a uh you know fly fishing capital for the southeast i would i would say uh so actually tom and i have kind of both recently took that sport up and uh we've been hitting some of the streams around so we'll go out and look at a track of land and cast
1: flop a little bit yeah, maybe pull fish it on the way home don't, don't tell our wives that but a lot of
0: times yeah don't tell other realtors it that don't tell other realtors that either we want to get in the land business <laughs> yeah.
1: we, pre- we preview property and fish all the way home so that's not a bad not a bad job to have.
0: Teresa that sounds like uh, something you need to work on uh-huh. a little bit huh sounds
3: good to me yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: how'd you guys meet
1: Lived in, we bought that farmhouse in Sequoia. And uh Jeff and, and his family lived in uh or in, in Whittier and, and right in between the two of us was is Brighton City. Brighton City, I do know y'all have ever been to Brighton City, but it's a great little mountain town. Um, that's where my kids went to school when we moved up here and uh, we found a little church there in Brighton City, and so I, my family met Jeff's family at the church, and you know how that goes. If if your wives hit it off, you know. The, fast friends and Jeff and I did too and I noticed that he was a, a Auburn guy which was kind of a problem because I'm a. <laughs> <laughs> but we, no. were, we were destined to be together you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah it sounds like uh, the perfect been, marriage <laughs> friends
1: ever since then long before we started this uh this Mossy Oaks firm together uh, Jeff and I've been friends so you know
0: cool well speaking of Mossy Oaks and by the way um, if you guys are out there and you've got an iPad or device or um, uh, computer, I want you to go to www.mossy.m propertiesplural.com and check these guys out. I tell you, you guys, got a great and I know it's a company website, but I tell you, there's a lot of lot of information on there. Hey, if you're driving, please don't do this. But uh, if, uh, if otherwise, uh, check it out to uh, your website, guys, throughout the show run people so uh why did you guys join mossy oak why didn't you just stay independent
2: well uh so yeah i had a uh, i had a business called carolina timber and realty and i've been doing that since about 2011 and mostly primarily the focus was on the timber Aspect and uh, I was basically a timber buyer, so I would be the guy you might call here locally. And um, if you had twenty acres or more, and I'd tell you what the value of the timber was, and contract that out to the to the loggers, get it to the mill, you know, get you paid. Um, I still I had a real estate license since two thousand three. I was heavy in real estate, um, you know, back there in that heyday uh, until it all kind of kind of crashed and uh 2011 and on, uh, Carolina Timber Realty was heavily focused on the timber and a little bit on the real estate, mostly just dealing with the tracts of land that I was involved in with the timber aspect. So I was very selectively broke um, grant a few tracts of land uh, here and there, but primarily on the timber side. Um, I'm, I knew though that I needed to get back in the, the real estate game. Uh, I knew it was gonna come back you know, eventually, and I wanted to be ready when it did. And I'd been kicking around the whole Mafia Properties uh, franchise. Uh, went down there and met with the guys uh, down at Starkville, Mississippi, um, at the corporate headquarters. Uh, had a really good meeting with those guys. Uh, this was uh, somewhere about 2016 or so. Um, initially, I, I decided that um, I hadn't really uh, – met tom i don't believe at that point but i just decided well supermarkets hot and i don't have the resources i don't need to spread myself myself too thin at this point so i decided to uh hold off and look for the right partner to uh, take on more real estate responsibilities and then uh, that's kind of when you know the thing with me and tom came along you know like i said we met at church uh, tom was looking for a, a business opportunity and we got to talking one day, and I was like, "Hey, I've been uh, looking for the right guy to help me uh, with this with his brand, and I really want to do it." And Tom has got a wealth of years of experience in it was, it advertising was,
1: it, and marketing. It, yeah, it was a, it was a good fit for us. I mean, Jeff certainly brought that um, timber aspect to the table, and his having you know had his real estate license for so long. I had gotten my real estate license. I uh, lived in, in Wilmington, North Carolina, for. For years, and I got my real estate license, doing land sales, like event sales and stuff out there. Around the same time, Jeff got his here, two thousand three, two thousand four. Uh-huh. Um, but my background is is really advertising. Um, I've worked in as an art director and a creative director at advertising agencies uh, throughout the southeast for for twenty something years. So um, when we moved to uh, to to North Carolina, um, I had, I quit my job. I was a, a shareholder at a, a advertising agency down in St. Petersburg. And I've moved up here and was just freelancing and, and sort of figuring out how to be a farmer, which is that's hilarious. Um, you either are a farmer or you're not. And I, clearly I, I'm not, but um, that's, that's what I was doing. And, and uh, when Jeff and I met and started talking about this, it, it just became very apparent that uh, it, was, it was a good fit. I had, a, I had a, that, that advertising marketing background. Um, and then Jeff had his his background, and it was just it was a good fit. So, yeah, because, as you know, Lou, you know you being in real estate
2: business, real estate is 75% or more marketing and advertising. That's true. So I knew that was probably my little bit of a lacking part. I uh, had the good real estate background and the timber background and land. I was kind of the boots-on-the-ground guy, and, and Tom having all this marketing advertising experience, we just felt like that was a good marriage.
0: Sounds like it. So, um, so you guys uh, are you doing as much social media?
1: I mean, we do we do some. I mean, certainly we have a, a you know corporate or a, our firm has a Facebook account and then Twitter and Instagram and that stuff. Um, really, the the biggest uh, bit of advertising marketing that we do, um, we we do direct mail very uh, um, effectively. I think as far as generating. Uh, listing leads and whatnot, but um, we're we're partnered with uh, with Landwatch, um, Landwatch Network, and that's right. that's something our rep Chad um, has been really good uh, to us as far as getting us on you know a, a very prominent position with them, and and that's really um, the bulk of the online uh, presence and the online advertising that we're doing is with is with
0: Landwatch, and that's, yeah. that's, been, that's been very good for us. Yeah, they, that's how I got to use through Chad, and I tell you what, a great rep. Uh, He's a he very, really is. very personal, but extremely knowledgeable. He uh, likes to help people out, and so uh, um, Chad, thank you for uh, hooking us up this morning, and uh, we appreciate it. Uh, but uh, no, the Lamb Watch Land, that whole group, uh, uh, I've, I've, I've been around when they first started. In fact, I was starting a site when they were starting one that uh, uh. never never came to fruition for what many reasons, but that's okay. But uh, I've watched them grow. In fact, I've got files on all the websites back in 2006. I printed every single page of every website. I got a pretty extensive file. So, uh, But anyway, hey, our guest today is Jeff Norwood and Tom Peacock with Mossy Oak Properties, Carolina Timber and Real Estate. And, and uh, our sponsor today is Landhub.com. View thousands of properties for sale at Landhub.com.
3: Looking at uh, some information about Mossy Oak, so I'm just going to tell you a little bit about it that I know. It says here that it began its journey of becoming America's land specialist in 1999 as a single land brokerage out of Livingston, Alabama. Uh, the goal was to become a trusted resource for folks looking to buy or sell rural land, and provides and providing rural land specialists with a platform that would create career-changing opportunities. Today, the network of franchise land brokerages has grown to become the preferred brokerage network across rural America by combining the local, the trust, and recognition of the Mossy Oak brand. I can't believe I said Mossy. I can. <laughs> I mean, my whole family wears Mossy Oak, so I, that would, there's no excuse for that. <laughs> they would kill me. The network currently exceeds 95 brokerages across 28 states with a a roster of land specialists exceeding 600. In 2017, the network closed 2,900 transactions, totaling over 630 million in sales. Uh, Their success is attributed to the quality of land specialists that they have in their network. Mossy Oak Properties' land specialists understand what people are looking for in rural property because they share the same lifestyle and love for the land as a consumer. It says they've built a a network of land specialties and understand the importance, honor, and integrity and that buying or selling land is an emotional life-changing experience. So it sounds like a really strong company to be invested in, and I can see why you guys wanted to, to go in with them, but... Tell me your point of view about it. Where, where you're coming from?
2: Well, um, so for us, I mean, yeah, everything you just said there about the company, uh, reigns true. Um, that that brand, that outdoor uh, lifestyle, and love of the land. Um, you know, I'll be honest with you. So everybody knows Monty Oak as the um, hunting apparel and camouflage uh, and everything. And and I will tell you right off the. Off the bat when I was thinking about the Mafia thing, I was like, Well, I don't want that to I don't want to pigeonhole us into just hunting property, but it really has not. And Mafia Properties has done a great job of broadening that spectrum, um, and that whole lifestyle and, and love for the land. Um, our area where we are here in the mountains, um, you know, it might be a little different than a lot of the other Mafia franchises, even in the eastern part of the state, for sure. or, say, uh, down in Tennessee or, or Alabama, you know, people can afford kind of some larger tracks, you know, of land. Here in uh, Western North Carolina, you know, a, a fifty hundred acre track is a large track. But what we have here that a lot of areas do not is so much um, government public land for hunting and fishing. And so just being in the area, uh, whether you're buying a, a 25, 30-acre you know, parcel for yourself, or just that cabin in the mountains where it's two or three acres situated in the, you know, right place to enjoy some some good hunting or the trout fishing that this this area offers, Um, that's why we felt like it was a great uh, fit for us. And also, uh, as a brokerage, really in our area, there was a voice of, of a national franchise, a brand that catered to uh, land sales. Um, you had a lot of your traditional home sale franchises, uh, in the area, uh, a wealth of those, but not really so much on the land side. So I felt like it was a good opportunity for us to grab that niche and Mossy Properties was a perfect fit, uh, for it. And not only to go out there and get listings and, you know, we, we kind of deem ourselves the boots on the ground. And that's been our slogan to go along with all of the, the Monty Oak slogan. The Monty Oak kind of slogan is American Land Specialist. We've tagged something else for ourselves, it's called Boots on
1: the Ground. I like it. Because that, that. works well for
0: us. Yeah, it. it does. Yeah.
1: We've had but we've had just so many so many people that we've talked to that I personally have talked to, um, that have responded so well to say direct mail that we've sent them or whatever, that that, that say that boots on the ground. That that resonates with them because so many people have dealt with realtors who were not land people um people who maybe have had they had their property listed in the past and they've listed it with somebody who maybe never even stepped foot on their property they took the listing put it up on the mls but as far as going out there showing the property or or knowing what there was to know about the property or being able to answer those specific questions about about land um and boundary survey yeah they, they they weren't they they weren't as knowledgeable or as as Coming with that sort of information as we are, we have we have a, a like side by sides that we use to view property. Um, we have, and something and I don't want to jump around, but some something that the Mossy Oak uh, name has given us the, the the ability to do is the agents that we've gotten that we've been able to bring on to our firm are the best of the best. We I, I don't know that we could have gotten the agents that we have if we didn't have that name behind it, but that we absolutely have. Best agents anywhere around um our folks are local they love land like jeff and i do they just they they know what they're doing and it's just it's just it's it's been it's been really good for us i mean we we actually get out there
0: A different type of buyer, uh, and I teach this in my land classes. It's obvious, uh, you know, a person selling a home or even buying a home. There's a lot of emotion there, you know, the mm-hmm. dogs buried in the backyard, or the, the the buyers want the chandelier that was your grandma's. It's not on the list of stuff to say, or I mean, it's just all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. And you know, when am I moving? When can I get in? I got to get out. There's so much pressure, uh, and now of course the competition with the market. But land is land is a, is an investment. I use the word investment, Simon, with the word land because it is. It's the best investment there is. It's proven. Um, I mean, it has been for me. And just yeah. doing statistical data over the year, you're looking at 4 to 5 to 6% appreciation on something that you can get tax deferment on, enjoy uh, recreationally, and it's yours. I mean, it's not a piece of paper in a lockbox uh, that somebody in, in New York or wherever they are going now uh, is managing your money and knows nothing about you or what your goals are. So um, mm-hmm. and it's found money, you know. A lot, a lot of, a lot of land transactions are cash, and if not, you yep. know, of course, farm credits the place to go uh, out there. They're, right. they're the company for. It's a, uh, it's, it should be a, yeah. a
1: part of a, a, an investment portfolio that you have. Certainly, absolutely, um, it's something that's tangible. It's something that, like you said, you can you can enjoy it now. It's something that um, you can you can hang on to. It's, it's something you can pass on to your kids. It's a it's a, it's absolutely something that. I, I think everybody,
2: if, if you're, you know, able to, able to do that, you should have. What, what you, One of the uh, T-shirts that Mafia uh, put out for agents to, to purchase was, <laughs> I had on the back of it, said, uh, buy land, you can't hunt on stocks and bonds. So, <laughs> <true>. Perfect. <laughs> I, I love it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well. So um, when, when a person uh, makes the statement uh, that, uh, you know, if I buy land, it doesn't produce any money, well, how do you handle that question?
2: know I guess that would speak to me on like say timber Uh, so a lot of the here with Appalachian hardwoods uh, in this area there are uh, ways to um, you know procure money off the property with timber aspect Um, there also may be leases Uh, we've currently got a property right now that's uh, got a uh, like a horse pasture lease on it Uh, of course anything Mm -hmm. for agriculture hunting leases um, you know Well, things like that. I had a buyer back last summer that um, they were buying land, and they were doing the uh, glamping, uh, putting a glamping property on it. So with, you know, not a huge, huge investment, they turned that property into a pretty cash-producing property.
0: you got leases out there. you got conservation easements with tax credits. You know, you still own the land. Uh, Like I said, there's timber, leases, hunting leases, uh, um, pasture leases. uh, You know, so... um, there's a lot of ways to, uh, you know, uh, to uh, make money on land. It just got I mean, it's out there. you just got to understand it. And, right. and a key part of that is working with the right real estate agent because we're the ones that educate. You know, I mean, I can't tell you in Teresa how many buyers I've worked with that just want to buy land, but now what am I going to do with it, you know? Right. Uh, exactly. Have and, you?
2: And, and an agent that is local and knows the area, there may be something in this area that the land offers that it's, doesn't offer you know in the piedmont or vice versa uh uh, for instance here something a lot of people wouldn't think about uh that i've been involved in aside from the timber is um harvesting surface rock. uh, yeah minerals boulders and stuff they use for landscaping uh that's a real thing here and there's a lot of properties that have you know, a good amount of rock bar, you'll be surprised what that brings. Yeah, and you're not you're not digging a big hole in the property; you're just taking the surface.
0: A lot rock of it's surface rocks. rocks. Yeah, I'll give you three hundred dollars for that rock. You can sell surface rocks. Hell yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Or, And 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 a lot of that. I mean, you're, if you're landscaping. You have a, a tract of and you're wanting to push out a home site because you want to build now or build later or whatever. You know, you have you know timber guys will go in and they, they'll cut the roads in for you to do a selective timber cut. So there's you know there's a, a, a lion's share of the the road to get to your house pad you know that that you get that done and almost get paid to do that you know and then removing the rock it, i mean it's just we've got rocks here
3: i buy rocks but i never thought about selling them <laughs> and they're
0: not cheap to buy either Oh God, we created we created a monster. Well,
3: right I wanted rocks this year, and my husband wouldn't let me have them. He, he said, said you're too expensive. You got to use pine your, needles.
0: Probably said you had enough rocks. In I your don't head. like
3: pine needles. I want rocks. I got to make some more money.
0: <laughs>
3: I have a question. You're talking about glamping. That's a term that we don't hear every day. Uh, have you actually sold any property to anybody that uses land for that? Or you know any glampers? Or, or do you know any glampers? <laughs> Is that what it'd be called?
2: Uh, out of Austin, Texas, uh, came to uh, look specifically for glamping property. And I had kind of the perfect piece that adjoined uh, about 30 acres that adjoined the Smoky Mountain National Park. And so it was right there in Bryson City, and it was perfect perfect for that type of uh, opportunity.
3: So can you elaborate on what glamping is for people that don't know?
2: <laughs> glamping, I guess,
1: is a glorified camping. Yes, fancy, <laughs> fancy camping. Yeah, um, that's about the only kind of camping that I have. Two daughters, I've got two teenage daughters.
0: So that supersedes and, uh, a tiny home.
1: That's
2: about the only kind of camping that <laughs> they <I> do. <laughs> so the tent's already set up. Um, you've got more than you're not really sleeping on the ground. You might have a nice uh, cushy cot or maybe uh, some sort of a mattress in the tent. There's probably yeah. Wi-Fi somewhere. There's i you know, <laughs> to have that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so almost like a almost like a hotel hotel room, but uh,
0: hot shower. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging
2: outside the tent. <laughs> hey, Might be cold. A
3: or a waterfall nearby. <laughs>
1: yeah. Everybody wants that. Everybody wants a waterfall or a stream. So that's that's one of the things that when we when we do work with buyers, everybody has that that little checklist of things that they want and everybody wants a creek or everybody wants a stream or whatever and, and um, most more times than not with we find it we
3: have it That's one of my favorite things about this show is interviewing people and finding out all the different ways that they help people
0: help people make money and re- yeah. return on the investment yeah. That's pretty cool Yeah Does that does that have any specific ordinances in your area that the county requires or uh inv- for, in for what? For glamping. glamping.
3: Oh,
2: the glamping? Uh, no, not really. Um, the county that I sold them in, which was Swain County, uh, really is pretty much everything is rule and uh, doesn't have a lot of ordinances. Um, really get close to Asheville, Buncombe County, you get into more rules and reg- regulations.
0: Right. And by the way, guys, yeah, you can I- go to any county or jurisdiction, uh, you know, they'll have on their website there what they call subdivision ordinances. And I teach this in uh-huh. my class. I mean, that's the first thing you want to read if you're getting in the land business. You want to know the rules of the game. You know, the exactly. setbacks and what the, what the um, uh, subdivision laws are. Can you, you know, here we have 10 acres. You don't have to go to the government. To, you can take a piece of land, break it up into 10-acre tracks, and just go do it. You know, no, no right. private roads. Hey, our guests today, is, uh, Jeff Norwood and Tom Peacock. They're with Mossy Oak Properties, Carolina. Timber up in beautiful Cherokee area in North Carolina. Thank you for our Land Hub sponsor. Looking to sell land, try LandHub.com.
3: Okay, how Mossy Oak properties differs from other land companies.
2: Well, I think there's just the one biggest factor, uh, and that's brand recognition. And I'll say that as many times, you'll let brand recognition. I'm going to (laughs) say, in your hometown, whoever's listening here, you're going to, at any given day, you'll find 10 to 20 or more guys walking around with a Mossy Oak hat or shirt on. And I don't think uh, there's another land company out there that could that could say that. Mm-hmm. So, to me, that's uh, one of the biggest difference, just that brand recognition.
1: And I, and I think too, like uh a so, uh, point we we uh, touched on a little bit earlier, the folks at corporate are um, are just phenomenal. Um, I you know we we've met all those folks. Um, we we see them every year at the land summit. Um, I you know when we when we have an issue, whether it's a an email issue or or a, a question. Um, they're always right there. I mean, they answer the phone. They talk to us. I mean, we've met Toxie Hayes. I mean, how cool is that? <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah.
3: That's pretty cool. They're,
1: they're great to work with and um, Are they really good? just salt of the earth. You Are know? they good
0: lead generators?
1: Absolutely. And I think having that Mafio um, Properties corporate website um, that we have the ability to, you know, we put everything there. All of our listings, we put on the MLS. We do all that. We put it on the Mafio Corporate website. And just by being affiliated with Mossy Oak Properties, um, that listing, every listing that we have that goes on that website, it gets picked up. Every night at midnight, it gets, it gets fed to, I don't know, over 500 uh, different websites, like land-centric websites and, and affiliate websites. So we literally get a reach, um, a marketing reach with them from our, from our online listings that most people don't get. I mean, we get people all have that can access that page and they can access our listings, and, and that's, been, that's been just fantastic, just right by itself.
0: So know? if you're near your computer, go to propertiesplural.com and follow along with these guys. It's good stuff.
3: Yeah. So tell us about your market area. What do you guys see? Like, what's the average track? What is the market market
1: area? Our firm, when Jeff and I got this,
0: to murphy huh what's that you go to murphy yeah
1: oh we go to murphy yeah we got a we got an agent down in murphy who, who's been doing it down there a long time and, and dan, uh, adams. dan adams and, and
0: okay I know dan. yeah how many agents you have of uh, what type of numbers you guys run in there annually
2: oh gosh you know right now uh, of course you know we're still pretty pretty new I mean we started this in 2018 uh, I ain't crunched the numbers for the end of this year we had a heck of a fourth quarter um, we're somewhere in the I think right around the 20 million range okay. for this this year uh, we speak about is we did our biggest sale since we've done the Mossy Properties just recently uh, down in a little area called Hazel, North Carolina. Uh, we sold this place called Hollow Ranch, and it was uh, uh, about a little under 200-acre farm, but it had um, it had a uh, RV uh, park flair to it, Then it also had a cattle beef sale, and then the guy also had a very nice home on it, but we uh, were fortunate enough to pick that up,
0: and that was a two and a half million dollar sale for us. That's a good sale. Yeah, we're we're about twenty million this year, so we're going to yeah. end up. So uh, that's good. That's good business. With we, we yeah. including me, we have eleven agents. So uh, uh, that's uh, that's that's good production, guys. Um, so what is exactly you, you talked about your market area, but do you really kind of service. Um, a couple counties, right? I mean, you, you're just like me. I'm licensed in North Carolina, Virginia. People say, well, "What properties do you have?" I said, "Well, if it has a real estate sign on it in North Carolina, Virginia, I have all of them." Uh, it's called cobra. breaking. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, literally, you do. But um, is there any hot area that you guys are uh, seeing in the last two years? Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, or areas? Anything around? You know that. Within 45 minutes or so of Asheville, is definitely hot. Uh, Asheville's been really growing, so a lot of people that are in Asheville looking to actually get on the outskirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those counties up there in uh, Yancey County, oh
1: so, uh, yeah, Madison, yeah. Madison County. Okay. Like we get around Hot Springs, Marshall, Mars Hill. Mars Hill's a, a college town, and. Um, all those areas have been, have just really been on fire um, for us lately, like in the last year anyway. Um, and a lot of folks, you know, a lot of our buyers are out of state buyers. Um, and everybody want. everybody knows Asheville. Everybody knows Asheville has an airport. Asheville has breweries and bars and restaurants and stuff. But they don't necessarily want to be in town. They don't want to be, they don't want, you know, they don't want to move from a city to a, another city. They want to be close enough to that city where they can get some of that stuff that they, are used to nightlife or uh, or even access to the airport or hospitals and stuff but still be you know still enjoy the mountains be far enough out um you know private and secluded and and we and we get that and and certainly within an hour of Asheville, you can be in hot springs or or uh you know burnsville and just it's just it's, it's beautiful up here and, and
2: uh and i'll call those sort of the up-and-coming areas really so in our you know, in my experience, I mean, I've been in real estate here since 2003, and uh, some of those areas we just mentioned, I think, you know, the Burnsville, Ganty uh, County, Madison County, some of those areas were uh, probably lagging behind, I think, you know, back in the boom, and now those areas are really, you know, strong. Um, the areas, you know, our office is actually in Silva, North Carolina, and Silva and Bryson City City and, and all that has been, you know, I think, traditionally strong now for you know so, you know 15 20 years but those are some of the seem to be the more upcoming areas
1: and i tell you what too um i know that it, it varies uh, a little bit by area but um what we're seeing is a really hot trend for uh, properties what people are buying people are looking for is um a lot of these listings that we're getting 20 to 40 acres okay. um and if they fall into a sweet spot of like 150 to 200 thousand dollars um you know those are those are really sort of a hot commodity and people are you know people are snatching those up and there's really no shortage of of land here um to sell so we're getting lots of those listings and depending on the area you know you might be getting you might be taking up land for as little as $2,500 an acre or as much as 10 or 12,000 dollars an acre just it just depends but But we really sort of have it we have it all
0: out here. You well know. Teresa, that's that's what we're seeing here too. Yeah. yeah that twenty is. to forty in that same price range. And we're at that twenty five yeah. to you mm-hmm. know, ten thousand. I just sold uh, what was hundred nine acres down in uh, Davie Davy County on the Yakin River for one point two million, which is a little over eleven thousand an acre. So um, you know that was that was good sell. Are
3: hmm. you guys seeing any, any and I don't know, it may be too cold up there. Are you seeing any vineyard property being purchased? are there any vineyards uh, starting in that area
1: we don't get a vineyard uh out here as we do like as, out like the mooresville office like those guys out towards you know the piedmont area and Yakinville and stuff i know that they have there's a lot more of that there um i see that occasionally here but not not as much maybe a little bit further south um hendersonville or down where like hayesville closer to, to georgia the climate's a little milder um we see that there but um yeah, this is this is the the land of the breweries here. You know what I mean? Right. Well,
0: so you got you got Biltmore. You got well, that's the, what yeah, I was right. thinking, Biltmore. Yeah, but they were the they are the largest winery in the state, but they lost all of their grapes over the years. Well, that's what I was wondering so, about just, what, was
3: Biltmore, because well, I was wondering if they're, I was thinking their vineyard was right there. I don't even
0: know they have vineyards anymore. If they do, they, they may not. Well, they've lost a lot of them over the years.
1: I know and, and I and I live I mean I, I live close by to, to, to Biltmore and um a lot of their, their wines now are I mean they have vineyards in California and so, so a lot of their wines are That's what I was wondering. You know, California blends and stuff that they're just that's the Biltmore name and they're shipping put them in. So I don't know how much of that um how much of that they're actually producing on site now.
0: Okay. No truffles up there, huh? <laughs> I, well, no, we've, I've sold I, I sold the very first uh, person that created a truffle farm, came out of New Jersey, down in Yakin really? County, about 20 years ago. And since then, uh, I've sold uh, uh, two other existing truffle farms. So uh, wow. we don't have many of them, but it's kind of unique. And that was kind of interesting. The truffles you harvest this time of year after the grapes, and, you know, so you almost have a 360 with a two-crop rotation between the, uh, right. the vineyard and the uh, truffles. So... Uh, yeah. Let's talk about the history. Got, just put some perspective on the land industry, uh, at least, and in, in, in it's pretty much across the country. Um, you know, we we uh, back in the funny money time uh, when you know they didn't check your uh, your credit, and you know uh, you could buy a house for 100 percent down and walk out of closing with ten thousand dollars. I mean, it's just some crazy stuff, and land went crazy. Um, uh, th- I used to call it the Golden Triangle, which was Greenville, Spartanburg, Asheville, and Knoxville. And, you know, if you, up there in the mountains where you guys are, there were people coming, especially out of Florida. Sparta, there were, uh, there were s- 13 or 14 different investors that came in little Sparta, Allegheny County, and started buying these 100, 200-acre tracks and breaking them up with uh, these 1- uh, and 2-acre lots. And, and uh, of course, you had Bobby Gan. Up there with uh, with Laura Moore, uh, outside of Boone, you know his six uh, six thousand acre, uh, two billion dollar infrastructure that went bankrupt. But uh, did you see much of that back then? Can you take us from back then? Is there still a lot of lots and stuff that never sold from some of those investments and kind of kind of bring us forward?
1: We we've, we've seen a few, and sorry, I'll let Jeff speak to this more than more than me. He's more familiar with that than I am. But I know that um, just in the last year. Um, there have been several uh, uh, folks that have reached out to us that that owned, um, you know, a, de- a defunct subdivision um, where they maybe lost it, lost everything in 2007, 2008, whatever. And they have just been sitting on it until now. And now land prices, you know, now they're coming back. Now the interest is there. Now we're having – we're seeing that um, that activity. And so a lot of these places are are – coming out you know these guys are coming out of the woodwork and saying hey i got this you know several hundred acre parcel with infrastructure is already in there the, the roads are already in underground power like all this stuff um that they've really just been sitting on right for the last you know 10 years or whatever Yes. Yeah.
2: so we had
1: <clears throat> absolutely here in this mountain it was um, uh, you know
2: gangbusters back in uh 05 06 and, and all that i mean that's what brought me up here i mean i had a uh you know my first job up here, actually, was uh, my uncle. He developed a um, a lakefront community on Fontana Lake, uh, Fontana Lake State, and that was a large community. He was actually before the big boom, um, a little prior to that, but, you know, right when the real boom hit, 05, 06, uh, fortunately I was in real estate and got to uh, ride that wave a little bit. But then, yeah, the crash afterwards, Left a lot. I worked for um, some other big uh, developers out of Atlanta. I was kind of their land planner. I would lay out roads and, and house sites. And, and then, yes, you know, when the 08 hit, uh, it left a lot of properties, you know, defunct. And, you know, the mountains, what happened here in our mountain regions, Western North Carolina, was we seen the fallout a little delayed. Uh, a little later. I mean, I was actually still doing pretty good in 08. It didn't really hit us hard until 09. And so we were, I think, in the country one of the last to feel it. But then, on the flip side of that, I think we've been one of the last to, to rebound. Uh, I know I have friends down on the coast of North Carolina and I went and visited and just, you know, and several, you know, back four and five years ago, I seen it seemed like development was just Really going, you know, strong again, and I was seeing subdivisions going up, and I was like, man, uh, it's a different world <laughs> over here on the coast. Uh, what's going on? And my trips, maybe down to Florida and things, it was like, wow, uh, when's this gonna happen again here in the mountains? So we we held out longer, but then uh, I think we were a little slower to, to come back, and I think that's just because of, it took people a while to get back to, you know, honestly, here we it's a lot of second
1: home type stuff. Uh, so it's been it's been slow and steady for the last four or five years, I think. Um but I can tell you that ever since the the pandemic earlier this year, um, we've really seen uh land sales sort of go through the roof. Yeah. Um and, and when the year and you know when the year started it was shaky. Um and the with the market being uncertain, uh I mean we were sort of we were geared up for, you know, let's let's hunker down, you know what I mean? We don't know how this is gonna play out, but it really has this uncertain market has really um, given us a, a ton of activity, both in sellers listing their property and also uh, buyers uh, wanting to buy close enough. So it's, it's been a I, I couldn't have we wouldn't have predicted this. You know, but it's been weird, but it's been a the, the
0: price been good really weird. hasn't
1: caught up demand yet. And it's just it's it's a, sort of a buyers and a sellers market out here right wow. now. Yeah,
2: that's the I think one of the positive things right now. Is we were slowly inventory was slowly getting down when it came to all these subdivisions uh a lot of these event sales were happening in the area and that did eat up a lot of the inventory when it comes to house sites. uh but we were steadily you know gaining our footing back but it, it was still kind of a slow game and but prices you know here when we hit this you know the pandemic we thought well, yeah, we better buckle down but uh it, you know it, Things really call about. Our demand just went through the roof. Mm-hmm. Prices necessarily haven't – I mean, prices have edged up. Now, maybe more in homes, you know, um, have have went up maybe more than the land. But land has stayed fairly steady, edged up a little bit. But it's kind of been a good thing because the demand, you know, is here. And I think we'll see those prices probably increase more in the maybe first, second quarter of, of next year if things keep continuing the way they're going.
0: How's the internet up there? The, the rule is it they uh, really moving along, or is it still slow up there? They're getting a lot of installation in.
1: It just depends. I mean, uh, you know, a lot of a lot of places where we where we sell that are very rural. Um, you get in the mountains, and it gets some of that internet stuff becomes very sketchy. But there's new. Uh, there's some new technology out there. Some line sight, you know, uh, yeah. Skyway, what Skyway ra- radar technology, or whatever. So there's it's it's getting there. It's it's um it's getting better it certainly uh leaps and bounds better than it was just 2 or 3 years ago and in fact uh i was at the office yesterday and some folks came in and you know knocked on the door and they came in and they were they were with the state north carolina and they were uh they were producing a video to, to talk about broadband internet and how you know they were trying to get state um subsidies or trying to get folks online with uh
3: So you're the people that created that question because that's the first question I get when people call me is, yep. do you have internet? <laughs> and I'm like, well, yeah, don't everybody? <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah, that, that, <laughs> but I guess yeah, not. <laughs> that little style farmhouse that we have in Sakoa, like when when uh, if I wanted to get online, like I literally had to turn my Wi-Fi off. You know, what I mean it was I got I got better reception with the cell signal than I did from the from the actual Wi-Fi, but. Again, everywhere's different,
2: you know. Right. Yeah, and, and while we're on that subject, it was kind of uh, interesting. Um, see, I, I live just a, really a stone's throw away from the the casino in, uh, in Cherokee. I mean, I'm just a few miles down the road. So we've got really good uh, Internet.
3: I uh, bet there. so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: but on the onset of the pandemic and everything, I, I, I kind of wonder if you guys might have seen the same thing out where you are, but... Uh, it all got really slowed down because
1: I just think
2: everybody was
0: online, everybody was at home online yeah. buying property. So we can't complain about that. <laughs> no. But that seems to have evened out a little bit now. Yeah. Well, with the technologies now, you know, you can shop online. Um, and yeah. um,
3: <laughs> You and, just can't get it in the mail. That's right. Because they're backed up it's hard to you. It's hard
0: to mail 100 <laughs> acres, Teresa. <laughs> I'm talking about mailing anything right now. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: You can, well, you can mail a deed. You can mail yeah, that's a deed. true. <laughs>
0: well, I had this idea of calculating what one acre of land was that would go in a one-gallon jug and go into places like Central Park or Disney and, you know, getting some dirt from them and putting it in a jar and saying, <laughs> I've got, I'm going to say, uh, an acre of land in, in, in Central Park for $10. You know, but I never get to it. Okay. Um, one last thing I thought of before we move on. The, I was talking about Moore. These guys, he was Bobby Ginn, they were up there selling these lots by the distance of the views. Um, I'd taken several people up there because you you, you couldn't come on by yourself. You had to work with one of their agents. But they were selling lots uh, in the subdivision, and these were like one-acre lots or less. And, you know, if it had no distant view, it was like 350,000. And by the time you got up to the one, and they were doing in increments of one to three miles, three to five miles, five to eight miles eight, ten miles, and then unlimited views, which was like $1.2 million. So uh, that's an idea for you guys to start marketing your property, okay? I'll give you that one. Sell it by the, uh, sell it by the distance of the view. <laughs> I'll
2: tell, I tell you what we sell here a lot uh, in the local area down here and around the Bryson City Silver area in my in the past or in my experience selling lots was I don't know how many times I've sold the view of Cleman's Dome over there in Smoky Mountain National Park. Sure. You can see Dome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's
0: a perk. Yeah, we got a pile of mountain here. Um, right. uh, on your sales, what percentage you're seeing cash versus financing? Well,
1: I, I mean, certainly. Yeah, if you want to? Uh,
2: you know, it's on our, our own land track, I think it, it's heavy to cash. Um, yeah, and when I say cash, it's either uh, you know just a bank not involved. So I see a lot of people using home equity lines or um, cashing out uh, some IRAs or using that. Uh, IRA capability, oh, so owner finance. So yeah, we do quite a bit of uh, with the owner finance uh, with 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 a lot of the sellers. So I'm going to say it's heavy to to the either non bank. You know, it's, it's somewhere around sixty percent probably to that, and then you know forty maybe with the with the banks. And so I push everybody. Usually the Carolina Farm Credit. Uh, they work wonders uh, when it comes to financing the. The land tracks, I mean, if it's uh, in that over five acres or especially over 10 acres, th- that's my go-to source.
1: I've seen, too, that uh, oftentimes uh, a local bank um, out here would be more uh, – it would be a little bit easier to, to attain. Yeah,
0: they've loosened um, up a little bit. Yeah, but Farm no. credit's backed by Farmer Max, so they have some special programs the other banks can't compete mm-hmm. with. So I've done millions and millions of the, dollars so with them. I, I, yeah. most,
1: most people – that are purchasing land at least out here. Um, those are people that are buying a dream, right. you know, and they've uh, they've had, you know, they've been saving saving away money, um, and you know, it's, it's something that they they're wanting to do as an investment, um, something that they, you know.
0: And I did it, on
1: or whatever, but it's it's an investment, so they've saved their money and they're doing a cash deal, and yeah. it's, a, it's something that going to
0: enjoy now and uh, part of their portfolio yeah you know? yeah Teresa I did a show early, year, over a year ago but it's where you're taking your IRA or your Keyhoe and uh, moving it into a self-direct and then using that money to buy land uh, there's some stipulations sure. but uh, just to put that out there you can use your retirement funds and actually invest in sure. real estate so uh, yeah I want to move us to another area and we've got I don't know probably about six or seven minutes here um, the uh, timber industry um, now Jeff, you you're the one that kind of started this uh, prior to Tom, uh, but uh, uh, you know uh, we've had foresters on and we've kind of covered what that is, but you're you you guys actually are timber brokers, um, which is uh, you know some foresters provide that service, but you guys are not foresters, but you do provide that service. Talk about that and let's educate our audience a little bit on what's going on in that.
2: What I class myself as a timber buyer or timber broker would be uh, two, two terms for that. Um, so, you know, a consulting forester, and some of the listeners are, you know, I'll, I'll define the two. A consulting forester is, is more of your, um, maybe they would help you with that sell, that timber, or managing uh, the growth of your forest. Uh, and if it comes to the sell the timber, they'll take it, say, for a percentage, like, Kind of like land brokers 10 percent of the sale whatever uh i'm more on the land uh a land buyer i mean i'm sorry timber buyer side where um i'd be the one who might who maybe be bidding on that sale uh so if a consulting forester put a bid up um i would be by i would be a bidder for that um or i work most most of the time uh, it's directly with a landowner so I do, you know, a lot of advertising back when uh, 2000 and um, around the 2011-12 time when uh, real estate was still, you know, in the slump, and a lot of people were looking for ways to generate that money off their land. Um, I kind of hit a little niche there where I put some billboards out, and you know, and just notified, hey, you know, you got timber, Uh, you know, you need 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 some cash, got timber, and that worked well for. Um, So I would go out and, yes, I would educate people about what, you know, uh, what it could bring, uh, what it could do to their property uh, as far as not only – I try to look through both lenses, especially uh, here in these mountains. Rarely do I promote here a clear cut uh, because in the mountains, I mean, you know, especially now, um, your your land is going to have a certain amount, you know, real estate value. And probably going to be more valuable than your timber really you know here in these mountain areas so i rarely um, would do a clear cut in most cases here it's mostly a thinning uh cutting to about a 14 to 16 inch diameter and larger um, but it does a couple things for the landowner uh, it does provide roads into the property uh, for instance i had uh, one property not long ago that honestly it would have been a really hard sale um, prior to cutting the timber. I mean, it was just kind of a mountain track that uh, all you could have done with some, most buyers was stand at the bottom of the road and look up at this property and um, unless somebody was really capable of, you know, hiking to the top of this mountain to see what it offered. Um, that was would have been a hard track to sell. And uh, we did some timbering on it, thinned it out. Uh, it opened up some views. Uh, it brought in good cash revenue to the landowner. And also, you know, provided a way for me then to put people on the side-by-side and take them up to the top, and, and now you can visualize that property, Right. Uh, what you could actually do with
0: it. You yeah, you know, actually improved it. Sure. Yeah, and But but for the listing artists, this is usually done with a timber deed, and as soon as that timber uh-huh. deed's recorded, you're paid. Uh, and sometimes it's right. a year-to-two-year year contract before they cut it. So, uh, But uh, it, it's almost, I tell people, it's almost instant cash uh, once you make an agreement with... Uh, with exactly. Jeff or Tom or any of the other now you guys don't own a logging operation you you you're just timber brokers right
2: yes sir so I I go out and cruise the timber uh come up with the values and give that landowner uh the value that I can pay up for that timber uh then I contract um I have the loggers that I contract and then I have deals worked out with mills so I have Multiple mills I have deals worked out with. Um, that gives me an edge in the timber buying process because, you know, you might think, because uh, mills have their own timber buyers. Yep. And so in some cases, uh, you might, most people might think, well, you know, the timber buyer with a the mill, they give me the best price, that's directly with a mill. Well, if your track of timber happens to be uh, real heavy to one species, maybe heavy to uh, yellow poplar Uh, that's a common species here in this area that might be the case but in most cases it's a mixed bag so it has yellow poplar red oak white oak uh, um so then that becomes a lot of specialty uh species there so by me sourcing that out to three or four different meals also um i do have a log yard where we're not processing we're not sawing it up but certain species like walnuts and white oak um that so white oak goes into stave mills what makes the witch perils and that's a very hot market uh still is even though we've had recently a kind of a downturn in the overall uh, timber market that's still a strong market um so i would source out those things and i might be shipping that white oak uh to ohio yeah jeff i'm gonna have to cut
0: jeff i'm gonna have to cut it short because we only got a minute to close out here So you guys have been great guests today. How do they get in touch with you?
2: All right. Uh, Yeah, Uh, you can look at our website directly at uh, www.mopwnc.com. That would be the best way to get a hold of us and have all of our contact information there at uh, www.mopwnc.com.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Let us know how you like the show. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to suggest, we'd appreciate them. All questions are welcome, and all of our guests may be emailed with the questions as well. This shows is for the public and, most importantly, for real estate agents who do not have a source of land education. All of our shows are downloaded after the show this morning on our master website, www.letstalkland.net. You'll also find us on Spotify and Podbeam. I think it's you, Teresa.
3: They can call me at 336 209 2937 or email me at teresa.mylandpro at gmail.com.
0: And my email is Lou, L-O-U, at MyLandPro.com. My cell is 336-669-1405. Hey, our sponsor is LandHub.com. If you're looking to buy or sell land, LandHub.com previews thousands of properties nationwide. Roddy, how do they get us here? They can go to our website, Lou. They can go to WKT1090.com. And also, they can download the simple radio app. It hears anywhere in the world and even up there in Cherokee. How simple is it? It is very simple. Even Teresa did it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> And that's, uh, uh, we only play what, Teresa? Happy music. That's beach right. music and oldies. If that's it. Happy if music. If you want to be happy, tune into WKT 1090. That's right. we have won some nice awards. Yes, uh, Reader's Choice Award last year for the announcer of the year, and then the station's been nominated five years in a row for being the top beach and oldies radio station on the East Coast. Wow. Hey, thank you for joining us today.